0: If you want to turn to uh, John 3:16, we'll start there, and I like to add 17 with that. So John 3:16, verses or verses 16 and 17, John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Amen. It says, "For God so loved the world." Amen. He loves the world. He doesn't want it, he doesn't want it to go to ruin but to people, their souls. He wants to save it. That he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then verse 17 says, for God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen? glory to God. So no matter what we believe in, God is still going to fulfill his plan. Amen? he's He's done that. He sent Jesus. He has saved it. It's up to us to answer the call of his salvation and answer the call as Christians to guide other people into that salvation knowledge. So no matter what we believe in our lives, no matter what we do, his plan will be fulfilled for this earth. And and God's plan will never be derailed. See, all these things that are happening in the world, that doesn't, that doesn't derail God. You know, the, the world can be in a pandemic. The world can be in turmoil. But God says, I'm not. I'm not in a pandemic. I'm not in turmoil. I am in complete control of all of this. And it will be done. Like I said, it's going to be done. My son is coming back for you. I am sending him and he's coming back for you. So he has the final word. When Jesus died on that cross, that was it. That was the final word. God said, I'm, I have accomplished it through my son, Jesus Christ. You are saved. And all you have to do is heed the call to that salvation. Accept the gift of grace and be saved. And I'm going to send my son to get you very soon. Amen. So I want to give you four things this morning. So number one, he loves you. He wants wants you saved. He wants to be the Lord of your life. And He wants you for eternity with Him in heaven. Amen? That's His his will for us, and that's amazing. God has a will for our lives, and that's to be saved and taken with Him to heaven. Isn't that amazing? That's His will for us, and we we can rest in that. We can say, my soul is at peace because of that. Because I know my Savior is coming for me soon. He didn't leave me here to die and to be here. No, He died so that I could live with Him forever in eternity. And that's the plan that He has for us. So number one, He loves you. And that was what we just read, John 3, 16 through 17. He loves the world. He doesn't want it to die. He wants everlasting life for everybody on this earth if they would just answer the call of His salvation. Amen. So that the world might be saved. Number two, He wants you saved. Amen? He wants you saved. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. If you want to go there, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. So when you read that, of course, it says to the Jew first, because those are the chosen people of God. Then it says to the Greek, that's basically saying everybody else. Amen? Everybody else. Everybody else and the Jews and everybody else has an opportunity to be saved if we believe in the Son of Man. If we believe that Jesus came, to this earth, and we believe that he he died for our sins, if we believe that he rose again three days later, and that we believe that tomb is empty, that we know that tomb is empty. Jesus is no longer in a tomb. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's just waiting for the command to say, go get him. That's what all he's doing. He's waiting, and up there he's interceding for us, and the Holy Spirit is here on earth to help us and guide us through that until he decides to come back and to take the church with him. So he wants you saved. God wants that in our lives and he wants that in the lives of all of our family members and all the people that we know that we meet. That's why it's so important that we carry that message. That's why it says I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We can't be ashamed of the gospel. We can't be ashamed of the of the promise and of the word that's being put in us. We've got to give it to everybody else and say, hey, hey, by the way, I just want you to know this world is not going to last forever. This life won't last forever. Are you ready to be with God in eternity? Are you ready for the rapture? I mean, we don't say those words anymore. We don't we don't talk to people and go, "Are you ready for the rapture?" That should be a common conversation among Christians and Christians with non-Christians, because we need to ask them. By the way, do you know about the rapture? Do you know that God is going to send Jesus and he's coming back? To get his church and you got to be ready and be watching to to see that because you know the world they're not gonna even realize that it happens it's gonna happen like that the christians are gonna know because they're gonna be gone and they're gonna be with jesus but the rest of the world that doesn't believe that is not saved they're gonna look around and going what what just happened why are all these people disappeared because they are gone with god <laughs> they've been raptured and that's what we got to be ready for as christians amen so number two he wants you saved number three he wants to be the lord of your life very simply he wants to be the lord of your life and not a lord that's gonna command you to do everything he wants because he wants it done no god is a god of love jesus is all love and he loved us so much that he died for us on the cross so when he says i want to be the lord of your life he said i want to take take you under my in my arms and i want to I want to give you peace. I want you to have a wonderful life here on earth, full of blessing and peace. Even through the midst of all the bad, you're going to have peace. You're going to have uh, victory in your life. You're going to be able to go through all this because I'm going to be your Lord. I'm going to be watching over you. Amen. That's the kind of Lord He wants to be. So if you want to go to Philippians now, Philippians chapter 2, and this is verses... 9 through 13. Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 through 13. It says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That's Jesus. That the name of Jesus, every that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So we confess that. Jesus, you're my Lord. You save me. And, and one of these days, everybody's going to do that. Because when Jesus comes back as a conquering uh, God and, and conquering here, basically when he comes back with all the church with him, that's going to be it. Everybody's going to know, oh, that's God. Even if they didn't even know he, he, he existed, if they never acknowledged Him, their knees are going to bow their head. They're going to be bowed down because they're going to know that that's Jesus. That's God. That's the Lord of Lords. King of Kings. That's who they were talking about all this time that I never understood. Now I understand, but it'll be too late for them by then. Because by then He's coming back to rid the world of sin forever. And He's going to reestablish a new kingdom with His church, a new earth. Amen. And this is what we have to make sure people understand that why these words are in this, in this book and why it's so important to make the decision to walk away from sin, repent, and be saved so that you can have eternity with God. Amen. Glory to God. So verse 12 says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but... But now, much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling." And, you know, we say fear and trembling, like, wow, that's scary. No, God doesn't mean that you should be scared and and be fearing and just be huddled up in a corner somewhere. No, He wants you to be reverent to Him and respectful to who He is, so that when you are here on earth, that you maintain your salvation. You don't lose your salvation. And you don't you you're not you're not going to be one that is going to just walk away from everything God has given you just because somebody here on earth looks at you different or says something or or acts a certain way. We as Christians have to make sure that we work out our own salvation in a respectful, reverent way here on earth. Because you know, he has mercies for us. We can come to him and ask for forgiveness, but he wants us to be responsible in our walk with him because with through us others see salvation no everybody on earth is never going to understand until they see the christians shine that salvation shine that walk with god that talk of god they have to have us god is using us as a as a light to the world and even more so now we have to be that light because people will talk to you nowadays and and they're already coming with a negative attitude. They're already coming with the world all in their heads. They've been watching the news. They're filled with all that. But they haven't been filled with God and the Holy Spirit. They haven't been saved. And so when they come and talk to you, you can feel the negativity. And it's very easy for us to go, well, yeah, you're right. You know, we can just play into it. But we have to say, well, it's tough out there right now, but we have a God in heaven. We have a God in heaven. And he, and they'll, they might ask you, well, what do you mean we have a God? He said, well, let me tell you. God is in control of this. Jesus came and he died for our sins. And if you want to have peace over all this, I can, I can show you how. Because I have peace through my Father in heaven, through Jesus Christ in my hidden salvation that I have. Let me tell you why I have peace. Why I can smile through a pandemic and through all this uh, unrest and hatred in the world. I have peace because my Father is coming back for me. I don't have to stay here very much longer. I will be with God eventually. Amen? And we have that peace. And we have to give that peace back when they want to bring all the negativity because they want somebody to agree in the negativity. They want to be, uh, how do you say, they want to be confirmed in their thinking. Amen? A lot of times we do that. We seek confirmation from other people in our own thinking so that we can feel better about what we think. When God's saying, no, that's not what you're supposed to think. You're supposed to be have your eyes on me and you'll be okay. Don't, don't put your eyes on the world. Put your eyes on me and just and just keep following me in, in my footsteps. Put me ahead and you, you be led by my spirit. Don't be led by the world. Amen. So he wants to be Lord of our life. Number four. He wants you for eternity with him in heaven. Glory to God. Amen. He wants us with him in heaven and if you want to turn to John chapter 14 and this is verses 1 through 7 John chapter 14 verses 1 through 7 it says let not your heart be troubled this is Jesus talking right here so when we read this we can we can imagine that Jesus is literally because he is literally saying these words to us let your heart let not your heart be troubled. We don't have to be troubled. Amen? We don't have to be troubled. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be worried about anything because Jesus is saying, you don't have to be troubled. I've saved you. You're in you're my protection. You, you, are, you are going with me to heaven if you are saved. Amen? If, you're, if I reside in you in your heart, if my Holy Spirit is in you, when I come through those clouds, you're coming with me. Amen? It says, ye believe in God... Believe also in me. Verse 2. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Verse 4. And whither I go, ye know. And the way... Ye know. And let me stop there for a second. Because as believers, as Christians, we know the way. Amen. We know where he went. We know where we're going. Because he he laid the foundation for us. He came, he died for our sins. And he said, okay, I'm leaving to my father. And I'm leaving you the Holy Spirit. And you know where I'm going. Because I'm going to prepare a place for you. So if he's going to prepare a place for us, then you better believe he's coming back. So that we can go live in that place that he prepared for us. Amen. That's 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 awesome for believers because we know where he went and we know where we're going. We know he's coming back and he's going to take us to that place. Uh, verse 5, this is Thomas asking, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whether you, where thou goest, and how can we know the way? So, you know, Thomas going. going, oh, what do you mean we know? We don't know where you're going to go. And how, how do we know the way? Only, only you know the way, right? Well, he was, he was being honest and asking the question. He was, he was right about Jesus knowing the way because Jesus is the way. And so Jesus, again, he says this to him. He responds to him and says, Jesus saith unto him, verse six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And verse 7 says, If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, you know him. You know him. And you have seen him. <coughs> Amen. So this is, the, this is the message that we need to tell people. That um, no matter what they believe, excuse me, no matter what they decide to believe, Jesus is the only way. The only way to get to heaven If they want to be in heaven with God, they got to have Jesus. That is the only way, and He's the only truth, and He's the life. And when I read that, I was thinking, you know, there's so many people out there that have all these different beliefs. Some that just choose not to have a belief, but they think it's all going to be okay. They think they're okay in what they're doing. They think they're okay in, in their position and their belief. But they never have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They might have a totally different belief. They don't even know that Jesus was on earth. They, they don't, or they just refuse to believe that. But He is the only way, the truth, and life. And we as Christians, we know that. So we have to give that message through the way we live, through how we talk, how we interact. Because when people ask us, what makes you so sure of this? We can go back to this word and say, Well, this is what my God said. He sent Jesus to die for me. And he's coming back. He said he's the only way, the truth, and the life. And nobody gets to heaven unless they accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if they have him. And that's what we can say. That's the message we can bring them. And, you know, who knows? They might think, well, I don't really believe in that. It doesn't matter. We still have to give that message. Because whatever they believe it or not, God's plan is still going to happen. He still has the final word. He still has the final word in our life and everything that's going to happen here on earth. So no matter what their belief, God is coming back. God is coming back and Jesus is coming back for his people. So again, he loves you. He wants to save you. He wants to be the Lord of your life. He wants you uh, saved. He wants you in eternity with him in heaven. And so what do we have to do? What is our response to God's plan for our lives? Well, as Christians, we know that we have to repent of sins. Amen. We had to do that. We had to repent of our sins and walk away. And sometimes we still have to repent of our sins. We have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We got to say, Dear God, forgive me of what I just did. I did not mean to do that. And God, forgive me. I'm walking away from that. I don't don't want to be that person anymore. So take that iniquity from me. And you plead the blood of Jesus over you. Amen. And and you, you remove that from your life. So we have to, number one, repent of our sins. Number two, we have to begin a relationship with Jesus. So it doesn't just stop at salvation. That's just the beginning. That's just the free gift of grace. Then we have to really seek God and begin to build a relationship with Jesus. More than with anything else on earth. Think about it. If we have a relationship with Jesus, then that relationship is better and and more important than any relationship we have on earth. It has to come first. Because if we don't put God first in, in that kind of relationship with Him, that means that our relationship with Him is not solid. That means something else is going ahead. So we have to make sure that we establish, we begin and we establish a relationship with Jesus. And everything else is second. got to put Him first in our life. Number three, we've got to read and meditate on His Word daily. What, what are we doing as Christians if we're not in the Word of God? Once we get saved, once we... We know Jesus in our heart. We got to read the Bible, read his word, because that's the manual for us. That's how we know that we can give that testimony. That's how we know that we can live this life with peace. Because in his word, he will give us the peace that we need, the direction that we need. So we got to be in it daily. And we got to pray and seek daily. We read, we pray, we seek. Because God said, hey, if you pray to me, if you read my word, I'm, I'm going to send you a message. You just need just be looking and waiting for it, and it'll be there. And then number five, uh, one of the more important things after salvation is we have to share him. Amen? we got to share him with everybody we know. we got to proclaim that Jesus is Lord, and that he saved us, and that they need him. You know, and of course you're not, you can't go around banging on doors because you might get a different (laughs) response if you start, hey, by the way, you need Jesus. And, you know, we we can't do it like that, but we got to do it through love. We got to do it lovingly through our actions, the way we talk. I mean, all of us already have uh, people that we are connected with and we can have a conversation with them and we can just say, hey, by the way, you know that I'm a Christian, right? Just, I just want you to know that, you know, God is coming back. And my Bible says that because I read it. And I believe in it. He is, and the things that are happening now, it's in the Bible, and it's confirmed. He's about to come back, and I just want you to know, Are you? I want to ask you, are you ready? Because I love you, and I want to be with you in heaven. I want you to be with me in heaven because I want to be with Jesus. I'm going. I'm with Jesus, and I want you to be with me. I want you to realize his love and peace on this earth right now and then when he, until he comes back, and when he comes back, I want you there in heaven with me. We can walk on the streets of gold. You come over to my mansion and I'll come over to yours. You know, those are the conversations we gotta have as Christians with people that we know they're just not there yet. They haven't cho- chosen Jesus as Lord and Savior because we can tell because their life reflects it. Amen? I mean, we we can tell when people are not saved. We can tell people that are not completely in God's will because their life and their choices and the people they hang around with and what they do, that shows it. The Bible says we're known by our fruits. We're either known by, as Christians because of our fruits as Christians and the Holy Spirit, or we're known as worldly people because of our fruits, because of what we do and what we uh, make ourselves be involved with, amen, of the world. So we know that, We we can gauge that. And so that lets us know, hey, I need to maybe talk or have that conversation with that person. I gotta share Jesus with that, because if nothing else, they at least have to know. They might reject it, they may not. But they got to know because my God says, I got to share this with people. Amen. That's, that's part of me uh, proclaiming him and having a relationship with him. So and then number six, we got to be ready for the rapture of the church. <laughs> Amen. That's the, that's the best part. We're doing all this on earth because there's a reward coming. A reward in heaven. That God is coming back and Jesus is going to break through the clouds and say, let's go church. You're coming with me. Let's, let's go get ready for what's, co- what's happening next. And so we got to be excited about that. Glory to God. Amen. So let's be ready for, for our God to come back. Let's, let's make our hearts ready. Let's make sure we're studying the Word of God. Let's make sure we're praying, seeking. Let's make sure we're sharing the Word of God with people. Because we we got to share it. Otherwise, they'll ne- they're never going to realize that they're wrong until somebody shines a light. We were all in sin until somebody shined a light. And then we realized, I need Jesus in my life because I can't do this by myself. I can't do it alone. Amen. Y'all bow your heads with me this morning. We're going to pray. Amen. Father God, I just want to praise you and I just want to thank you for who you are. I want to praise you and thank you for who you are in my life, Father God. Thank you for giving your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sins. Thank you for the fact that I have a message that I can take to those that I know. Thank you for the fact that you have chosen me to to use me as an instrument for your work, Father God. And God, I just give you praise this morning. I just give you praise this morning for always being with me, for guiding me, for directing my path. God, we just we just ask that you just continue to strengthen us in this time of need, in this, in this time where this world is just going upside down. We're just we're just thankful that your Holy Spirit resides in us and that we can be directed by you, Father God. Lord, if there be any sin or any iniquity in us right now, Father God, search it out in our hearts. Forgive us. We ask forgiveness of sins. We ask that you just cleanse us, Father God, right now and equip us, Father God, this week. That this week would be a week where we proclaim your goodness to other people. God, give us opportunities. Send people our way that we can minister to them. That we can tell them about Jesus. That we can tell them about your love and your redemption, your salvation. That one day you're coming back and you're going to take us in the clouds. And Lord, we praise you and we thank you for that right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Father God, we praise you. Well, y'all have an awesome rest of the afternoon And just be encouraged this morning That God is in control He will, He has the final word In everything that's happening We don't even have to worry about anything We don't have to worry about the stuff going on With the protests We don't have to worry about elections We don't have to worry about We gotta do our part But we don't have to worry about it Because we pray as Christians Amen We have that in, inner peace Amen Glory to God If you want to make a lifelong decision to follow Jesus Christ, pray this with me. Dear God, I am a sinner. I am sorry and I repent of my sins. I accept your free gift of grace that was your son, Jesus, his death on the cross for the forgiveness of all my sins. Come and live in my heart. I make you the Lord of my life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, I want you to know that you're freed from sins. You you have become a new creation in God because of Jesus Christ. The next steps are crucial. next steps are very important. If you've made this decision to follow Jesus Christ and to follow Him the rest of your life, find a good Bible-preaching church get connected to the Christian community that believe in Jesus Christ and preach according to the full gospel of the Bible, begin to study that Bible, and then follow the Spirit's call for your life. I'm excited for you and your decision that you have made, and I'll be praying with you that God will lead you through the Holy Spirit to the full salvation knowledge that he has for you. God bless you. Well, that concludes this episode of The Encounter. Thank you for taking time to meditate on the Word today. God bless you, and may the Spirit of God guide and lead you always.